Don, you and I had the honor of presenting at TestFest recently. TEST is one of the oldest BDSM organizations in the United States, but just because they've been around for a while doesn't mean they're not keeping up with the times. TESS offers virtual classes weekly. Classes like Scene Negotiations with Transgender Partners 101 or I Ask the Questions Here, Military and Police Style Interrogations or Pain Processing. And many other classes. You can find out about those classes by going over to FetLife and search for the username tes dash. NYC. Again, search for the username TESNYC. This week on Erotic Awakening Yoga for Kink, Milking Machine, and Strap Ons. Welcome to Erotic Awakening, an exploration of all things erotic. If you are offended by adult topics or prohibited by law, we recommend you stop listening right now. Get the free audiobook Polyamory Toolkit when you support Erotic Awakening via Patreon. You'll also receive ad-free early access to the podcast, free ebooks, exclusive chats, and other perks. Thank you to all of our supporters. Hi, Don. Hi, Dan. You know, I woke up this morning. You did? I did. That's good. Yes, it is good. And I was feeling a little um a little stiff in the back. Uh-oh, that's not good. And a little stiff in the shoulders. That's not good at all. And I'm wondering if it's um, due to all the fucking we're doing. It could be. I mean, I, I'm, I'm getting a little older, right? You are, it yes. takes a little longer to... Yeah, actually, that's why I really like it when you're on top. Because <laughs> then I, I just, just lay there and you do all the work. See, and I prefer the fast bend over and take me from behind, but then I have to yell my back. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Fortunately for us tonight on the podcast, we have Alicia Thompson, who has a new book called Yoga for Kink. And Alicia, um, will yoga help me with all those problems I just described? Yes, it absolutely can. Um, it absolutely can. Yeah, it helps you so, stretch and get a little loose and get ready for all the fun stuff. <laughs> now, Dawn and I have actually, uh, in reality, Dawn and I have actually uh, kind of fans of yoga. We do some yoga. Uh, but what is the difference between a regular yoga class and a yoga for kink class or yoga for kink as described in your book, I should say? Well, so the, the yoga is actually still pretty much the same. Um, I'm, I'm still using traditional yoga poses in the book. The difference is I have created um, lists of poses that will specifically help you to do things like have your hands tied behind your back or maybe your, your calf is, or your ankle is tied to your thigh so that your knees in a, you know, very deep bend. Um, I've provided some poses that will help prepare your body for those types of positions um, or, you know, for you being in that type of position for a longer period of time. Like hog tying and things like that. So, yeah. 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 So it sounds like um, a lot of it would be really good for like the rope community, right? I mean, one of the reasons I'm not a rope bun bunny is because you're not getting my ankle to my thigh. It's <laughs> <or laughs> something like that, right? So I could see how this would be really beneficial, but man, even just the regular like flogging and bent over a, um, a spanking bench for a long time. I mean, stuff like that can be stressful as well. So I would think yeah. so. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, anything, any position that you don't normally do in your day-to-day -day activities um, that you're going to be in for a long period of time, um, there, there is ways that yoga can help prepare you for that. 
Is the book more targeted towards bottoms? Because it sounds like, you know, yes, the bottoms are the ones that have to do all this, this tricky, the bendy stuff, the bendy stuff and the getting bendy. tied up and that kind of stuff. You know, it, um, this was probably one mistake I slightly made when I put the book together. I, I should have put a little section in there for tops. However, that being said, yes, all of the poses in the book, um, everything that I put together still is very beneficial for a top. Um, anything that is, um, so just a, a quick sidestep here, the book is broken into three different sections, upper body bondage, lower body bondage, and full body bondage. And what I did was create, um, I have pictures of bondage poses at the beginning of each section. And then following that, I have a list of yoga poses that will help for that particular, those particular bondage poses or anything similar. Um, so that being said, the anything for the upper body bondage would be really great for a top who's doing a lot of stuff with the shoulders and throwing whips or paddles. Um, so yeah, it, it would be really helpful for tops too. That's fantastic because I will say as a top, you know, we are also, although I'm not doing, a, well, you know what, I'm doing a fair amount of bending and uh, a yeah. fair amount of, you know, a lot of physical activity. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, What's your my, background in yoga that you feel qualified to write a book about yoga? Um, I've taken two um, yoga teacher training programs. Each of them were 200 hour training programs. Um, and I've also been practicing yoga for 10 years now. So I do have um, a lot of experience doing. And I honestly, I feel like the doing of the yoga helped prepare me for this book more than the teacher training. Mm -hmm. But the teacher training did actually, you know, give me some knowledge that I wouldn't have gained on my own for sure. And when you talk about the stuff in, in the book, um, does it come, does any of it come from experience? Does That's that what I was going to ask. You have accreditation accreditation for the yoga but what about for the kink yeah um so i did a lot of research before i um decided to write this book but yeah i have been um active in the bdsm community for i don't know i almost a decade too um and um i i'm a bottom and i i don't do a lot of rope but i have done um i have been a rope bottom several times before and uh, I immediately sensed that, oh, wow, I, I, if I had done a little yoga, I probably could have, you know, helped my shoulder feel a little better before I got into this pose. Um, and that is definitely one of the things that gave me the idea for, for this book. Um, I ended up writing a class, like preparing a yoga for bondage class before the book became an idea. But as I was teaching the class, I was like, wow, this would be you know, because all these people are from, uh, I taught it at a, at a conference, a BDSM conference uh, the very first time. And my thought was, oh, all of these people are going to go home and, you know, they may remember what I taught, but they may not. And I, it would be nice to be able to hand them something. And I was like, oh, I could do a book. <laughs> like, no. <laughs> like, and um, I was actually going to point that out in that a lot of the BDSM conferences we go to, they do offer or they're learning to offer something like that, whether it's meditation or yoga or, or, or whatever. But uh, more and more, uh, the last two conferences I think we went to, both of them had yoga. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's awesome. Do you find that th is is the idea for this book for people that are already that have had a couple 
couple of years of training in yoga, they know what the thing's going on, or is it is it like newbie friendly or new to new to yoga friendly? Um, I did make it new to yoga friendly. Um, so the first chapter of the book, I actually go through like I I have a section where I recommended um, yoga props, so you know blocks, you know yoga bolsters, things like that, straps, um, all things that are great for anyone who's done yoga, be it new or experienced props are great for everyone. But I also went through and I have a section uh, on tips and, and tricks kind of thing of don't do this, do this instead um, with pictures. Um, I also have a little section where I went through and defined what certain phrases that you'll often hear in yoga classes um, and in my book, like hinge from the hips. What does that mean exactly? Mm. Um, that means you want to try and bend right at the point where your um, th- your leg bone meets your hips. You want to try and bend from there rather than at, at the middle of your body. Um, so I really did make it as close to as beginner friendly as possible. Um, and I also have pictures of every pose. I have a um, every pose that is possible. I have an alternate picture of the an easier way to get into the pose for example like using the props um so that if somebody looks at a picture and they're like i can't do that maybe they'll look at the uh, the other picture to the side of it and go oh but i could do that Mm -hmm. Um, oh that's that's fantastic alone finding things finding that for and for myself i'm not a yogi of any sort but um i know for myself i really can't do pigeon pose with my the way my knee has, the way I've been treating my knees for the previous 50 years. And somebody showed me, well, if you can flip over, do it upside down, do it like this. So it's great that yeah. you have, yeah. you know, you can, there's not really, it's not a matter of, I can't do that pose. It's a matter of let's find a modification that works for you. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I'm really proud of the fact that there are various body types. Um, I have even a guy who is a model in the book. Um, so I really wanted to make sure to that when you pick up this book and you look at it, you're like, oh, this is for everyone. Because I really wanted oh. to make sure that this is for everyone. Uh, everybody Super. can do yoga. Everyone can get tied up. It's just finding the way that works for everyone's body. Fantastic. And that's the trick, isn't it? So yep. I'm sitting here thinking I want to get it. So I, I've been Charlie horsing <laughs> the last couple of rounds that we've been together. So um <laughs> I've had do yoga on my to-do list every day for weeks and weeks. And it's just, (laughs) it's just. Literally, we do a challenge with uh, friends of ours. And one of his challenges for himself is to do yoga every day, even if it's 10 minutes, 20 minutes, Mm -hmm. whatever. And what percentage of days do you actually get it done? That's not important now. But what is important, (laughs) this book might be a good motivation for me to keep going. True. I agree. So, uh, Alicia. Yet something else. I was going to say with the 10 minute, you know, just 10 minutes. Um, the One of the, the things that I did in the book too, is at the very back of the book, I have sequences already set up. So oh. my, my thought was you can pick up the book and you go, I'm going to do some upper body bondage today. And you can go to that section and you can just pick a couple of poses that you choose. But maybe you're like, I don't know what to do. And I don't know if I want to put these together. And so at the back of the book, I have 15 minute sequences for each section and um, an hour long sequence for each section. So I thought, you know, that's like the two extremes and mm-hmm. you can maybe figure out something in the middle. But I nice. that would be helpful for people. 
Very cool. Uh, one more question for you, if you don't mind. And no. feel free to pass on this question because it's a little weird. It's okay. a little date-centric. A lot of the events that we go to, um, they say that when you're doing the yoga class, and this just happened at Gwen Bash that we went to, is that clothing is optional. And I'm like, oh, cool, I'll do naked yoga. And we used to have naked yoga at the space. How do I get a little bit, how do I get less uncomfortable with naked yoga? I always with feel dangly parts. Yeah, my dangly parts. And or I feel bending like, over. And if I'm looking at somebody else to see how they're doing a pose, I feel like a perv. <laughs> yeah. So I, for me, I, I was really uncomfortable trying naked yoga myself. Um, and so I tried it the first time alone at home and, um, I've had a gastric bypass. So my stomach, I have a lot of extra skin. And when I am in certain poses where like downward dog, for example, and I looked up at my stomach, I'm like, I do not like the view of that at all. Um, so I just closed my eyes. So maybe mm. that would help. Just close my close your eyes. You don't unless you're like moving into a new pose. You don't necessarily need your eyes open once you're feeling safe in a yoga pose. So maybe try closing your eyes. Fantastic. That's, like that's that actually idea. great advice. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, Alicia, where can I get a copy of this book? Um, you can go to yogaforkink.com, and all the ways that you can purchase it are right on the front page. And what if I wanted to bring you to my event to teach yoga for kink? Um, you can contact me at love at trulybeloved.com and uh, we'll get back to you as soon as possible. Very cool. Uh, Alicia, actually, uh, as podcast listeners know, we've actually gotten away from uh, interviewing authors uh, for quite a while now. I happen to, Dawn and I know you and Chris, uh, yeah. we've considered you friends for quite a while and I, I feel like we've known you for a good I don't know, eight Quite years a while. or something and like that. You've taught at a couple of our um, uh, conferences. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, been about eight years. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, you certainly have our confidence, and I'm sure it's going to be a fantastic book. I'm looking forward to checking it out. Thank you so much, and thanks for having me on. Well, stick around for a little bit, because <laughs> due to the uh, union of podcasters, you have to answer a kink question. But hold on just a moment before we get there. Yeah. Don. Yeah. If I wanted to write, if I wanted to find out if that baloney sounding union of podcasters thing was real, <laughs> is there a way I could find out about things like that? Well, you probably could if you're on our newsletter, though I don't know why I would be talking about the union. <laughs> I don't need that. I don't know. That's a terrible segue. <laughs> so keep up with all of our events, book news and discounts and more via the Erotic Awakening newsletter. And get your EA shout outs like oh. Nailis from Utah and Michael from Massachusetts. So head over to eroticawakening.com and subscribe today. So, Don, recently on a previous show, you had mentioned that uh, <laughs> you, you were, we, I don't know why we were talking about a milking machine. Because we had gone to an ice cream place when we, we were in Pennsylvania, I think okay. it was, and they had milking machines. And I had made this comment <laughs> about that would be really cool to be hooked up to a, a milking machine. I mean, it's got to have suction. Right. And I like suction on the nipples. <laughs> well, we find out that one of our uh, longtime listeners um, who I'm going to say, I'm just going to say Jay, because I don't know what he wants to go by on the podcast. But uh, one of our longtime listeners and somebody that we've had the pleasure of having a meal with and, mm -hmm. and who gave us a pair of salt and pepper shakers that I'm looking at right now mm -hmm. happens to have one of those milking machines. Says he hasn't played with a whole <laughs> lot yet, 
But um, hey, we're going to find out more about. And we'll be over in that, that area, I'm sure, in a few months or next spring. We are so traveling. We, are, we traveling. are traveling. So, yeah, so we'll have to give it a try. <laughs> Side note there, if you are a listener in Wisconsin or Nebraska or Colorado or South Dakota, we are coming to your state. Reach out to us. We would love to break bread with you. Absolutely. You know, there's a cow statue here. I just pointed that out to you. There's a huge cow statue here. And I said when we started this trip a year ago that I wanted to take naughty pictures with all these roadside attractions. Mm -hmm. The problem is they're roadside attractions, <laughs> which means they're like busy roads and I can't figure out. This one's got a milking stool under it and a huge corn cob next to it. It's got all <laughs> kinds of possibilities. And I have no clue how to go do an upskirt picture or flash the boobs because it's right on a highway. I think you just have to grin and do it. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> maybe at night. <laughs> uh, no jail. That's, that's no jail. jail. That's the, yeah, that, that's a, that's a red. I, I have not had the cheese curds since we've been in Wisconsin and I yeah. hope to rectify that before we leave town. Good. Well, we got one more stop in Wisconsin. So we have a couple of weeks. Fair enough. I have to get you some cheese curds. Uh, Alicia, as I warned you before the podcast started, uh, because you've come on the show, we are going to ask you about a random fetish and get your feedback on it. But you happen to get to pick one, two, or three, and we'll see mm -hmm. what comes up. Let's go with three. I think you're going to regret that one. I'm going to regret <laughs> it. I, I can't say it. Don, you want to give that a try? Stygiophilia. So it's either stygiophilia or stygiophilia. Arousal by thoughts of hell and eternal damnation. Oh. Well, <laughs> it, it's... It's certainly not on my list of kinks, but if you have that kink, if you read the news any day nowadays, you probably are getting turned on, right? I mean, it's exactly. a bit of, you know, hell going on out there. <laughs> That's a good point. Good point. Good point. Yeah, I thought that one was funny when I came across that one. I'm like, I didn't even know that was a, a fetish. Hell and eternal damnation. Doesn't do nothing for me. Me neither. So, cool. Dan, one or two? Uh, two. Two? All right. You've got strap-on. Fetish what? specific. <laughs> you change your mind. No, I'll, Fetish I'll, I'll start with it. Specifically for using strap-ons. Oh, not for receiving. Mm -mm, for using. I had a strap-on once uh, mm -hmm. that I owned. Yep. It was a hollow strap-on that I could put my uh, trouser snake in. And that way, regardless of the fact whether I was hard or not, I was still hard. Mm -hmm. um, you used to attach it to your thigh, too. I've so had fuck your thigh. I've had a thigh strap on as well. Or is that the same one? I think it was the same one. And I've always thought that I would enjoy having a chin strap on, oh, which would allow cool. me to eat the um, person above you. Yes. Eat the person <laughs> while chin fucking them. That would be really cool. So though, is it a fetish? Oh, by our definition of fetish, I would say no. It's not something I think about often. So our definition is, do you wank to it? Okay. Uh, Self-pleasure, I believe. Self-pleasure, wank. Yes. Yeah, nope, don't do. Nah, no. I guess not. I mean, I would totally be into it if somebody else is into it as a giver, me being a giver. Mm -hmm. But I, I, I don't go out of my way to think about it. No. So strap on for me. I, 
you know, I wish I was into strap. I've never, I've owned a strap on for 10 years. I've never used it. My strap on is still a virgin and I can't say that I fantasize about it. Mm -hmm. So, but it's there in case it's needed. Yeah. Emergency situation. (laughs) I I used one once. I I wore one once and I, I didn't enjoy it. I, I, it didn't make me feel sexy. Like I didn't, yeah, I didn't get into it. So I feel like it's not, but both people are into whatever is going on and it's not very hot. Right. Right. So I bought it because the person I was dating at the time seemed to be interested in it. So, and then we broke up because we realized I'm not a top (laughs) (laughs) and he needed a dominant woman. That's what his kink was. And it just weren't me. So yeah, so it's, it's still <laughs> so maybe that yeah. was the problem, <laughs> right? Right. So Don, you end up with uh, one, I believe, and that would be stockings. These items, and and you know, this is very true. Stockings are often fetishized. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, whether it's lace topped, Carter belt, blah blah blah. What do you feel about? How do you feel about stockings? Not a fetish. I've taken a few pictures with me in stockings because mm-hmm. I know people do have fetishes of it. Yeah. So it made me feel sexy at the time, you know, taking the pictures of it, but not something I fantasize to. So, Alicia? Wearing them makes me feel really sexy. I wouldn't call it a fetish, but I very much enjoy wearing them because I, like, feel all hot. And, mm-hmm. like, I look great. Um, but, yeah, not, not necessarily a fetish, but I very much enjoy wearing them. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm just going to align with you guys on this one. Um, I don't really fetishize about them, but, you know, when I wear them, I feel very confident. <laughs> Uh, no, I don't actually wear stockings and I, I enjoy seeing a good pair of stockings, but yeah. you know, I've agreed that they're sexy, but I don't particularly fetishize about them. I fetishize? just, fetishize. I just, yeah, I just had this flash of memory though. Probably the only way I've worked stockings into one of my fetishes is when I tied them around my boobs to make cupcake boobs because they actually tie well to themselves and they don't oh, pop like my boot, my like rope does. Yeah. yeah. So it's a good trick. That was a long time ago. That's before I found IRC. <laughs> you could share other tricks like that over at the Erotic Awakening Discord channel, where we have our followers roundtable, general chat, and of course uh, the where the tentacles live. Where all these tentacles we talk about. That's how we know about them. People post them on our Discord. So, yeah, that's the section for the patrons, though, the not safe for work channel. Very true. <laughs> and so, you, did you get any this week? I, I did. So it's, I usually like tentacles as in tentacle sex. So people will send me, um, you know, uh, graphics of uh, tentacle sex and, mm-hmm. you know, like, like I uh, can't think of the word I'm looking for, but lots of paintings and, and uh, digital stuff. But um, this time, I, sometimes they will send me things that are just tentacles and interesting. So Julian sent me, I actually thought it was real at first and then realized it was um, a, an art piece that was carved out of a redwood tree a fallen redwood tree and it was done with a chainsaw and it, it looked real in the in the uh, thumb what's that called thumb print thumbnail thumb print <laughs> so but that was really talented and then Bassanos sent me a picture it's a samurai helmet and it's from the 1600s and it has a gilded carved wooden octopus on top of the samurai helmet 
So that was fascinating as well. That, so if you... That would scare me if I was on the battlefield. Yeah, samurai, <laughs> those tentacles. Yeah, yeah. So beautiful stuff. I, I, I love that. I love that they get sent that. Uh, we did not mention recently that we'd been, when we went to Sun Aura, which is a 21 and over nudist RV camp, that one of the things you brought back from there was well-baked boobs. Well-baked boobs. <laughs> wow. They were some sunburnt boobs. Um, I'd spent time with friends of ours in the naked swimming pool, and I had sunblock on, but I thought they were underwater most of the time. I forget boobs float. <laughs> and, um, yeah, the whole tops of them, they are just starting to, yeah. So <laughs> I, put, I put pictures of my sunburnt boobs. You said I don't put sexy stuff out there. Aren't sunburnt boobs sexy? I, that, we haven't got to that fetish yet. <laughs> but you <laughs> so, can find our uh, Instagram, uh, which, uh, and whatever the picture of the day is over there at the Instagram as Erotic Awakening. Awesome. So take a moment to support the podcast. Rate us on Apple Podcast, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Or just tell your friends. Feel free to reach out to us. We love interacting with you. Contact us with questions, podcast comments, or just to say hi. You can find us at Dan and Dawn at the Twitter and FetLife. We are Erotic Awakening on Instagram. Use the links from the Erotic Awakening website to find our Facebook and our Discord channel. Or just email us at Dan and Dawn at eroticawakening.com. Bye, Dan. Bye, Dawn. Bye, Bye Alicia. Alicia. Bye. <laughs>